Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders making the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is the fourth episode of season eight of our podcast. It's our 74th episode overall, which means that you can link directly to the show notes by going to digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 74. The days are getting shorter, the temperatures are dropping, and the holiday season is just around the corner. It's times like these that many of us begin to wish it was summer again. Spending time outdoors in the sun while we go to the beach, we swim, we bike, or whatever we get up to when it's nice and warm out. Well, today we're going to talk about an indoor activity that you can do that's good for your health, and all you need to do is expose a little skin and grab your smartphone. Now, I'm not sure what activity you're thinking about, but I'm talking about doing a self-examination for skin cancer. You may know that overall, the rates of cancer diagnoses continue to decline each year. However, melanomas of the skin are on the rise. The CDC reports that in the period from 1999 to 2015, the rates of melanomas per 100,000 people in the U.S. increased from 15.1% to 22.1%. That's a 50% increase. To battle this deadly disease, many organizations, like the CDC for example, are calling for more community prevention efforts. By combining education, mass media campaigns, and policy changes, the CDC projected that we could prevent an estimated 21,000 cases of melanoma per year and save $250 million in the U.S. alone from 2020 to 2030. Most skin cancers are caused by exposure to the sun. This may be long-term exposure or short periods of overexposure. In some parts of the world, it's more of a question of when, not if, you'll get skin cancer. In Australia, more than 50% of people get skin cancer in their lifetime, and in the U.S., the statistic is one in five people. Skin cancer is a disease that is often discovered by patients themselves. Now, I'm not going to dive into all the details about the types of skin cancer. There are plenty of great resources about that. But I do want to bring on a guest who's working to transform the way we detect skin cancer, and he's developed the technology and the business model to get it done. With me today is Eric Dehoos, the CEO of Skin Vision. Based in the Netherlands, Eric is passionate about democratizing detection of skin cancer and saving hundreds of thousands of lives in the process. Eric, thanks for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. Eric, I know this is a topic you're really passionate about and really view this as a public health crisis that needs attention. Tell me, first of all, what's being done to reduce the rates of skin cancer around the world? Yeah, this is one of the biggest uh, challenges, of course, is that in most countries, actually a lot of, uh, a lot of focus and a lot of communication and public uh, money spending and awareness spending is on, for example, safety and traffic. But very little is focused on uh, how to detect skin cancer and, and what do you have to do to stay healthy and to stay safe from, from skin cancer. So this is a, an imbalance that needs uh, much more attention. And fortunately, it is getting more attention. It's more focused on, on protecting either by clothing, but also skin, uh, sun uh, creams to to protect yourself from uh, the exposure of the sun. But this is not enough. Um, I think there need to be more education and more awareness creation. And this is also part of what Skin Vision can bring to the market is an, uh, not only the awareness, but also the ability to execute and check uh, on a regular basis because skin cancer is something that is evolving sometimes slowly, sometimes faster. And uh, unfortunately, if people are, especially in melanoma, find it very late, this can have a very serious health impact. 
you have a very global view on the treatment of cancer. Can you give us some indication of the the experiences that people face when they have something on their skin that they're not sure about and they need to get some professional advice? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a very good question. Um, this, of course, differs uh, highly by by market, by region, by country, and sometimes by state. But just to give you a bit more numbers and and, and perspective, about five million skin cancer cases are uh, detected every year in the U.S. And um, uh, of course, the the most of them are the the basal cell carcinoma, the the sun induced. Uh, uh, melanoma is uh, close to 100,000 uh, cases in the U.S., and about 10, 11,000 people are dying annually. So this means a bit more than one per hour of people that are dying from melanoma in the, in the U.S. alone every hour. Wow. Thanks for those additional statistics. I, that certainly helps to understand the importance of this topic. And I know I have conversations with people who think, well, it's just skin cancer. that They can just either have it cut off or cut out. And many people think that it's just superficial and not as serious as other types of cancer. So those numbers are really a stark reminder that this is something we have to take very seriously. What's the reality of what's happening in practice for people who may have skin cancer? The question of if you find it early and go to the doctor early, of course, this can be um, uh, solved with um, an excision, a small operation, uh, either by your GP or your dermatologist, depending on the severeness of the of the case. And uh, also in, in the different system, this can take just up for a couple of days to even uh, alarming situations like in the UK, where this can go up to months and sometimes even multiple months, six months, seven months, and we have some cases here where we get involved with um, uh, British uh, patients that are detecting skin cancer with skin vision, using skin vision application, and are confronting with about six months waiting times before they can see a, a dermatologist, which of course is really alarming, and and so that's why it can change by uh, by market and by uh, by country uh, quite uh, quite much. So in the end, if it's a late stage uh, melanoma, of course, there's severe treatment up to chemotherapy or immunotherapy treatment, which of course is a multi-year ordeal, and uh, unfortunately, the life expectancy is still uh, very modest, uh, but promising results are made on that part. And, uh, and this is one of our objectives uh, to make sure that people start to get more knowledgeable, um, protect themselves, but also identify uh, spots that are dangerous uh, earlier in order to be in time at the right doctor to get the right treatment. Yeah, I know I've heard some horrible stories about the long wait to get access to the medical professionals who can help diagnose skin cancer or even to at least have the initial assessment about whether they should be referred to a specialist, a dermatologist. One of the challenges with skin cancer is that it can be difficult to recognize, and not just for the layperson, for the average patient, but also for professionals. How hard is it for professionals to make accurate diagnoses? Of course, this also differs by, uh, by market, but I can say in general, uh, in our benchmarks, uh, we see that uh, GPs are typically 60% sensitive on identifying skin cancer, which immediately also drives a bit the, the conclusion that it is not so easy to have general population identify skin cancer. So lots of things need to be done uh, there. Average dermatologists are, let's say, between 80-85%. And expert skin cancer 
focused dermatologists, so they see a lot more cases every year, uh, are in the early uh, low 90% sensitivity. So it's by far an exact science identifying skin cancer. And this is also causing concerns on delayed treatments or unnecessary referrals. And that's what we see in our business model is that those two are driving a lot of cost in the system. And, uh, and there's a lot of uh, opportunity for improvement in supporting the, the health system with, uh, with technology in this case. All right. So we know that prevention and education needs to be improved and early diagnosis is key. You've developed an app called Skin Vision. It's, uh, it's an app that's available in many of the app stores around the world. It's free to download and it's designed to help with the early detection of cancer. Tell me about the app itself. What, what is it that you've designed and how is it really going to change the fundamental dynamic about how skin cancer is, is managed and detected and, and treated in healthcare? Actually, the the most important driver of the solution that we have built and uh, created is the fact that in order to check individuals' skin on a regular basis, you need to check every quarter, every half year. And that kind of, let's say, approach would never, never be able within the health system. It's not affordable. It's not practical. There's already a shortage of dermatologists today let alone if we start to increase the number of screenings in order to prevent severe cases like we talked about. So from that perspective, the solution that we've built is all around helping uh, individuals to be able to scan their own skin, how much and how often they want and how often they feel comfortable with. Just a bit like you go to your dentist on a, let's say, twice a year uh, preventative check and maintain your, 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 your health there. That's a bit... In most markets, that's a, that's a common activity. So tell me how the app actually works. What happens when somebody downloads it and opens it up? The, the application allows, uh, after, after you download the application, allows you to take, start taking photos of your skin. And you get an immediate feedback based on the technology that makes an assessment of the risk involved uh, after 30 seconds. So then you store the photo and uh, you take photos of all your moles. And the technology is on and on and on. It's always available and it's highly scalable. So now you start to get control over your own skin, your own lesions that you want to track. Some people have more, some people have less lesions. Some people are more concerned about lesions than, than, than others, the specific lesions that they want to, to track on and they can do that as far as much as they want. So the outcome of this is a, like a traffic light system. It's a red, yellow, green. Once there is a red, uh, indicator, um, our machine learning-based algorithms and networks are actually detecting signs of, of risk that needs uh, a proper follow-up. Those, those uh, photos with those ratings are passed on to uh, our team of dermatologists in the background, and they make a uh, personal recommendation of what to do next. And this recommendation can be in three uh, levels. One is if one dermatologist sees a potential melanoma, uh, of course the message back to the customer is immediately go to the doctor on an urgent in an urgent way. Of course that uh, that finding is confirmed by a second dermatologist, and this is all done in the background uh, asynchronically, so it's not um, uh, somebody that is actually blocking time to meet or speak to a person. It's just done through what we call our expert systems. 
the second part what can go as a feedback is uh, we see signs, uh, maybe an atypical mole, maybe a mole that could be um, evolving into something more dangerous. So here we say uh, go to the doctor in a, in a regular way, so make a regular appointment in your doctor. Or the third element is that some moles are looking more dangerous but are not actually a reason to go to the doctor. So there the feedback is keep a track, keep track of this mole, uh, make photos on a periodic basis, but you don't have to go to the doctor right now. And that combination of uh, automation based on uh, AI and doctor follow-up with specific personalized recommendations is, is highly effective uh, because people start acting on this and adhering to uh, the service more as well as they uh, enter the local health system because this is a global service. So we perform this service for everywhere, uh, everybody in the world except in the U.S. for the time being. Um, that people just uh, can access uh, wherever they are at any place in the comfort of their own home uh, anywhere in the world. I'm still really shocked with the first thing you said in that answer, which is that you get results in 30 seconds. That is a huge difference in the six-month wait that many people experience when they're trying to go see a specialist dermatologist in some countries. So that's terrific. It's important to note that this does not replace dermatologists or professional intervention. It's, it's using that artificial intelligence to assess the probability that a spot or a lesion is something that needs additional medical advice. And I love the traffic light system. It makes it very simple about how you indicate what people should do as a next step. Now, this app is available in Europe and Asia, Australia, New Zealand. And sadly, with the exception of the U.S. markets, it's available in most parts of the world. But all the U.S. listeners to this program, you'll need to stay tuned for more announcements on this front. Before we get to that, tell me first of all about your business model. Yeah, we are, we are uh, directly to consumers, so people can download and use it. And we are uh, in a transition to also include insurance companies uh, in, uh, in the care path because insurance companies by now start to step in uh, and start to make a big change in how healthcare is actually organized, set up. And, uh, and see the benefit of having customers early to the doctor that need to be there and having customers not go to the doctor that doesn't have to be, don't have to be there, as well as to have um, a reduction in uh, necessary referrals. So we have in, in Netherlands, uh, in Germany, uh, we are part of the health system being reimbursed by insurance companies that are providing skin vision to their customers. I love how you've adapted your business model to work within the established organizations and get them on board as part of the solution there. But what about someone like me who does not have this available through my insurance company? I'm based in the UK, so I'm able to access the app. What's the business model for someone like me? Yeah, You, you have uh, two choices. One is you can make an individual photo and you pay five pounds for that. Uh, or you can sign up for a program, which is a yearly program, and you pay 21, 22 pounds for that annually. And you get 365 days, 24 hours a day access to the service and the dermatology follow-up when you need it. We're speaking with Eric DeHoos, the CEO of SkinVision. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what we can expect to see from SkinVision as they work to enter new markets and find out exactly how big a dent they're working to make in this skin cancer problem. We'll do that after a short message from our sponsor. Don't go away. Okay, we're back, and my guest is Eric DeHoos, the CEO of SkinVision. 
Eric, we were just talking about the business models you've put in place. I've already downloaded the app and I'm definitely going to use this. So for me, based here in the UK, for just £22, the equivalent of about $30, I can get a full year of access and I'll have the machine learning algorithm look at any of my moles or really, I guess, the moles of any of the people in my family and get the probability of these moles being an issue. Yes. And if there's a red rating, you get your personalized uh, advice of what, what's your next step. And just to be clear, you have dermatologists available on staff. So the additional assessments, if something does come up as being an issue, you automatically have trained dermatologists look at the images I've uploaded. Yes, exactly. So it's a hybrid model. So we have a group of our own dermatologists that are employed by SkinVision and also local dermatologists in the different markets where dermatologists want to participate because we have an open system if dermatologists wants to participate and and follow up on the on photos that are being seen with a high risk. They can contribute and actually participate uh, in the service. So we talked about how trained GPs and dermatologists do when diagnosing skin cancer. Tell me about how this algorithm is doing. Yeah, there are two two parts of the way that we measure the um, uh, the what we call the sensitivity and specificity, so the overall accuracy. It is uh, on the technology, we are at uh, 94% uh, sensitivity. And if we include our follow-up uh, service, uh, we uh, pick up a few more percent. So we are at about 97% uh, sensitivity, so very high in the 90s. And uh, our baseline specificity is 80% uh, specific. Uh, this is sort of managed uh, as a as a baseline because we don't want to, um, so let's say, push the limits so much that we start uh, missing out on some urgent cases. So we are a bit more on the conservative side, allowing some people to go to the doctor with uh, more like a question mark uh, in order to push it up more and, uh, and run some risks that are uh, potentially impacting individuals. So it's accessible, it's low cost, it's got great sensitivity and specificity. What's the uptake been like? Yeah, it's, it's now uh, moving around the world in a sort of a wildfire. Uh, insurance companies are pushing for this. Uh, we are seeing a lot of traffic now on our website. About 600,000 customers are meeting or are, are on our website on a monthly basis. And um, so this is um, uh, growing now very rapidly and we are preparing for a larger uh, deployments in the different markets through insurance companies. So this is going to push the service uh, forward very much and also allow us to build the, 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 the depth and the, the width of maintaining and, and, and uh, supporting those demands uh, going forward. I know that you're working with the FDA and you're making progress on that front. What are your overall goals for this product? I know many listeners will want to know, when will this be available in the U.S.? We would like to be able to say that we are globally available foremost because we want to save 250,000 lives in the next decade, uh, meaning about 50% of the late-stage melanoma found, uh, which if you take into account the seriousness of the disease in the U.S., it would save 5,000 people in the U.S. every year. So this is our objective, and we want to move this forward as fast as we can, probably uh, Let's say six months from now, I would be in a, in a better position to give a very clear answer to your question. But actually, I, I would hope to say that, uh, that we are uh, uh, available everywhere in the world and don't have to say we are available everywhere in the world except the U.S.
Well, I wish you a lot of success on that pathway, and I look forward to hearing more when you get the required approvals. I know I'm going to start using it here in the UK and certainly will tell others about it and encourage other people to use it. What's the best way for people to contact you and keep track of your progress? Um, of course, the info at skinvision.com is, uh, is the immediate access through, uh, through SkinVision and uh, all those messages will come to my desk. Uh, the other way, of course, is to uh, reach me uh, directly, which is uh, eric with a k.deus, which I know it's a bit difficult, D-E-H-E-U-S at skidvision.com, uh, or I'm also on LinkedIn, so maybe people can find me through that route. So listeners, you can go to digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 74, and you can get the link to Eric's uh, LinkedIn profile. You can also find the uh, info at skinvision.com email address. We won't put your personal address on there, but again, that's eric.dehus, that's E-R-I-K dot D-E-H-E-U-S, at skinvision.com. We don't put it on the website because we don't want bots crawling the website and, and spamming Eric. Get in touch with Eric if you have questions about the product and maybe if you want to help him bring the product to the millions of people in the US or other places around the world. We want to do everything we can to help you reach your goal of saving 250,000 lives over the next 10 years. That's a noble cause. Thank you very much. And that was Eric DeHoos, the CEO of SkinVision. You can get the links to everything we discussed on our website at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 74, including the link to download the app, unless you're in the US, but stay tuned for more news on that in 2019. While you're there on the website, you can subscribe to our newsletter and find the links to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoy this program, or even if you don't, if there's something you think we can do better, I'd love to hear from you and get your direct feedback. You can email me at dan at digitalhealthtoday.com or tweet me on the show handle at dhealthtoday. There are plenty of ways to show your support for the program. You can share the website or podcast link with your friends and colleagues. You can leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast fix. And of course, we are always on the lookout for new media partners, sponsors, and great guests who can share their insights with our learned audience. You can reach out to me directly about any of those things as well. Thanks for tuning in and for being a part of the Digital Health Today community. I'll speak with you soon in the next episode of Season 8. And until next time, keep on innovating.